I had a fry every day this summer. Working on building sites. You know, now again, we didn't win, so maybe it wasn't the right thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> I should have been there, the food, the pasta. <laughs> OTB AM. Live, weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. Gaelic football on Off The Ball. With AIB, proud sponsors of the GAA Senior Football Championship. Check out hashtag the toughest for more. So it is Kerry against Galway in the All-Ireland Football Final on Sunday. It will be the eighth time the two sides have met in the All-Ireland Decider. We wanted just a couple of days ahead of the final to look back on a couple of the most memorable games, particularly the matches in 2000 when the first match finished in a draw before Kerry ultimately prevailed in the replay by 17 points to 110, joined on the line by two men uh, very much involved on those afternoons, the Kerry player Johnny Crowley. Evening, Johnny. Hi, how's it going, Nathan? And the Galway manager, John O'Mahony. How are you keeping, John? Okay, now. Good to, good to be talking. Good, good. You're doing a lot of talking this week. You got any amount of nostalgia there just behind you? What's the favourite picture? Uh, yeah, there's this a kind of a... I was saying to Johnny there the, uh, a couple of years ago when I finished up, they, they collected a few photographs and put them on the wall. So I, 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 I've, it's good to have a few memories over the years anyway. So it's And it's a bit like that this year. We'll say with Galway back in the final again now, but it's uh, it's uh, it's great to be outside the bubble. To be honest, you know, because when you're in when you're involved, you you are in that bubble and you you don't know what's going on outside. And you'd always like to say, well, I'd love to see what it would be as a supporter. So that's that's where 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 it's good to be this time and not a bit of pressure in the world. Looking back on the games, John, two thousand feels strange from a Galway point of view because you think of ninety eight, you think of two thousand and one. Two thousand is often forgotten, maybe with the exception of Declan Meehan's goal. How do you reflect on it now? What over twenty years on, is it is it one that got away? Because three All Irelands in four years, you probably look at that team slightly differently. Yeah, I mean, it is the one. It it would be if you like. If you were asking me a question, what what regrets do you have over the period that I was there? And that would be the one. But obviously, like there was particular circumstances in it in the sense that two of our all stars, really, Tomas Mangan and Jarrah Fallon. Jarrah Fallon did his cruciate in 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 June of that year, I think, in a club championship game. Uh, if it was now where you have a split between intercounty and club, he'd be he'd be okay. But I remember I'll never forget on the Saturday evening getting the news about it, uh, and Tomas Mangan had a back problem and didn't join the panel that year. Couldn't join the panel. Uh, so I suppose we I certainly think that if we had them, we might have because you know maybe maybe we could have won the first game, but Kerry deservedly won the second one, and that that was it. And then Kevin Walsh was had been injured a lot of the year and only came on in the final. Actually, turned the game around when he came on. We were seven points to one down, and uh, he had to go off injured in the replay. So there was a lot of. Different circumstances, but look at it's 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 Johnny's and Kerry's name that's on the cup, and that's where the 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 Lars rested and deservedly so. It the the drawn game actually. My memory of it is that there was a an absolute thunderstorm the night before the the game, and I, I never saw the I never saw Crow Park pitch in such bad condition. I think at the time they were they were were they working on the Hogan stand or just completed the Cusick stand, but there was a lot of compaction. I remember they resodded the goals uh, on the morning, obviously on the morning of the of the drawn game. And I remember going out 
before the before the senior game, and and the, when you stepped on the scraws in the golden mouth, the water squirted up through them. So it was a it was an energy sapping type of game as well, you know. So uh, didn't do Johnny any harm, who had two fine games in the first game and in the replay. Well, it would take more than that to stop Johnny. You know, <laughs> we learned to our cost. You know, but anyway. Johnny, um, bring us back to 2000 and where Kerry football was at the time. Obviously, All-Ireland champions in 97. There were a couple of real disappointments in the couple of years previous. And it, and it felt as though that was that team was almost, I don't want to say in transition, but between generations. The great team that was to follow was, was just about starting out. Yeah, it was probably just starting at that time. Like We had a lot of success in the mid-90s with the under-21s. Um, we had won, they were in final 93. We won in 95, won in 96. They won again in 98. So we had a conveyor belt of talent coming through. And we had won the game in 97 against Mayo. So the, the monkey was off the back and away. But we had Kildare in 98 by a point in the semi final. And then Cork beat us above in the Munster in a very wet day. And Parky Creek deservedly well beat us. So there was a bit of pressure on that the talent was there. But were we going to perform at that stage? And uh, there was definitely in 2000, we, we felt we needed to win the All Ireland at that stage, having done 97 but time was moving on for a lot of guys I was 25 at that stage um, a lot of lads were in the mid-20s which is your peak time and um, certainly we felt that that was an all-earned we needed to win from the start of the year he had really targeted it um, I remember we were beaten in the semi-final of the league by Meath and, and shipped four goals and that's how Seamus Moynan ended up going to full-back so like John Sadera, John Luce and I had actually forgotten that about Jeff Adam and Thomas Mannion, and that was your centre-back, centre-forward taken out of the Galway team, which are colossal losses, um, you know, a Taney team. So, you know, I suppose you played a hand you're dealt with, but, but to, to ship that those kind of losses uh, com- compared to the way they played in 98 was huge. John, when you find yourselves, was it eight points to one down midway through the first half of an All-Ireland final, what, what's going through your head? Well, I suppose what was going through my head, what do we do here to fix this a little bit? And, and uh, you know, when you look around on the bench and see someone like Kevin Walsh, he, he had been coming back to fitness, but uh, he, he, he was a crucial player for us. So we got him on after, took off Joe Bergen uh, and, and put on Kevin after 20 minutes. And it was Joe. Joe was only a 19-year-old, I think, at the time. Uh, um, and uh, Kevin went on and basically commanded around the middle of the field and set up he, like Kevin was a, a superb organizer and and in every sense because he he wasn't just he was commanding and and uh, he so he I would see it as him turning it around. Now the great thing about it, I remember. Like it's 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 harsh maybe to take off a player after twenty minutes in an All Ireland, but you you have to do certain things. And mm. and the great thing about Joe was that he he reacted. I remember talking to him on the Monday, and uh, I said, uh, you know, I I wanted to 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 see his state of mind, and and uh, he came on in the fi- in the replay and actually did did okay and played a major part in his winning the All Ireland the following year and captain the under twenty ones in two thousand and two. So like it was, uh, it was a baptism of fire. But he was such a prodigy of a player at the time. Yeah, he but, was. But he was. Like, a, he was a superstar. And like, when you're on the sideline, John, in an All Ireland final, like sentiment can come into it. But at the same time, it, it must come into it. it. Like it must be with such a heavy heart that you have to make a decision like that. 
Yeah, it is because you're, you know, you have an empathy with everyone on your squad and and, and so on. But look at it was. It, it, on the other hand, it was great. It was great to. Um, it, it was great to have Kevin there because he had been nursing the knee uh, all year and and uh, and hadn't played it. Hadn't played in the semi final, but it was like Joe. Ironically, then in the replay, Kevin got injured after twenty minutes and had to come off. And Joe went in and 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 did did very did, did very well. And we patched up Kevin in the second half, even though he was he he, he was uh, struggling. But we, I feel it was vital to get him on again anyway. So, but it 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 just wasn't enough on the day, and and so so be it. Like and the, I, the the memories of the first game would be like that we we came back to draw level with I think twelve minutes to go, and and uh, we had the momentum with us at that stage. But I think we had put so much energy into getting back level that I think Kerry uh, and and, and uh, got a new lease of life again and 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 um, you know held on and and were the better team in the replay. Johnny, you scored a couple of points in that first game, but having held that early advantage and with all the history of Kerry behind you, what was what was the atmosphere in the dressing room like after that first game? What was Paddy like when you hadn't managed to seal the deal? Yeah, he, he was he was definitely rattled. Um, I mean, we were we were flying. We, I think we were up eight one, and I, I like I couldn't believe the amount of ball we were getting just in the full forward line. It was the, the Galway backs could do very little because we were all utterly dominant in the middle of the field. And as John said, there Kevin Walsh came on, who's superb player, had been playing for ten years at that stage. I'd say with Galway, and he's nearly turned the game around, got the ball flowing the other way, and Galway had it brought back to three points at half time, and. We knew we were in the game then, I think it was 9-6 at half time, having played so well, but look, we were three to the good. But Galway tore into us again straight after half time, and we were the ones hanging on at the end for sure. I think Galway had three, you would call them, reasonable chances. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. you know, I'm sure, like, when the lads look back at that, especially after the replay, they're saying, you would, of course, you regress. We all look at that, and we all remember the ones we lost better than the ones we won, which is, uh, you know, I suppose that's in hindsight. I can remember the Kildare game in 98 as clear as day, whereas it's just funny, the games you win, you seem to take them for granted and you move on. Yeah. But, like, with, I'd say Galway, definitely, I, we were on the rack completely in the last 10 minutes of the first game. I think, you know, things weren't going well, our flow had gone, and, and you, Kevin being in the middle, I'd say Galway were on top. And we were delighted in one way to get relieved to get out of there with a draw. The way it had panned out, and uh, it's funny. The night when all Ireland, then everything moves on. You had everything planned for the week, but sure, nothing matters now because and the game is history. Even that night, it's it's gone. Like and everyone has to start fresh for the following week. It's like a complete new game. So, but he certainly, I remember party. He didn't say a whole pile, but he definitely was rattled. I think um, we knew it, it probably could have slipped and should have slipped from us the first day. Yeah, that would be a recollection of it. What's that line What's that in a draw and final like that? It's like kissing your sister. Uh, yeah. Did you go? Did you? So then afterwards, because you said there's such confusion after a draw in All Ireland and everyone's wondering when the replay is going to be. And I know there was controversy even at the time that it was moved to a, a Saturday, the replay with a half three throw in. Like, did you stay in Dublin that night, Johnny? Did you go straight back to Kerry and immediately refocus? Uh, what happened afterwards? No, it's, it's funny when you look back and things now, and even as John was talking about the substitutions with Galway, remember that was the day of a uh, time of three substitutions only on your team. So Kevin Walsh would have been involved in two of the Galway substitutions. So you're 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 limited on your options. And 
we came in then that noise and that was back in the days when you had your function but the following day um two teams or teams the minor team as well we all went to the function i think it was in the burlington or somewhere and so it was like no one knew what to do for sure like do you have a drink do you not have a drink do you go up and talk to the god well let's don't do it like it was <laughs> it, it's a stra- very strange one when it's a draw like it's an empty feeling, really. It's uh, it's uh, you know, there's no, it's neither one thing or the other, and you're like, you know, from a management point of view, you you lay the plans down and you're ready. To, you know, you, there's no more you can do when the players cross the white lines. But you're back in, you're back in your. You don't certainly sleep the night after a drawn final, and anyway, I didn't much, you know. No. Definitely a strange one, like in uh, like uh, there are one thing I can remember back from both games. Actually, I, I can't even remember one dirty pull or bad incident, or there was nothing controversial that way. Both teams were told very much to play football, gave it what they had. You know, they, they would have been both managers, Paddy and John. There would have been you know positive positive in their play, move the ball quickly, try and dominate the field, backs tight. So I mean, it was good football. I was playing good scores. But, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, and there'd be a good relationship between both squads. Even was that twenty-two years later, I I make I've watched a couple of times, and Kevin's always good for a good laugh and things, you know. Yeah, and when I was on a couple of All Stars, where the trips myself, where there was Kerry, a lot of Kerry and Galway players involved, and they seemed to always get on, get on quite well anyway. So there was, which wouldn't be. Maybe with some of the other counties, it would be different. But there seem like there's a similar type of free-flowing football in both Kerry and Galway. The culture of the thing is the is the same. Obviously, football has changed an awful lot since, and I'm not suggesting that Sunday will be totally free-flowing no. thing. But it's as uh, I the only thing I think my memory of that of that final. I think Michael Donlan. I, I I think if I remember rightly, there was there was three or four bookings by different players on him. Uh, I, I I I think um, there was a the, the Sunday game that time. Uh, the Sunday game used focus that a cam player cam, and and uh, the player cam on and our semi final against Kildare was on Michael Donlan. So I think Pascal Sheehy used to be doing the videos for 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 Pawdy, and I'd say. Okay. I, <laughs> I'd say, I'd say that one was well studied. Uh, he got plenty of attention for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, like you said, that's a good point. If the same player was we got three or four bookings on him, he definitely was. was he definitely came to plenty of attention and got a good talking about in the, in the team meetings. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there was. It was good from a Kerry point of view. It was very good planning. From our point of view, we were. I remember at the time it was. It was something because Mikey had to, he had a he had a, got a bang on the knee after. He, well, he was that kind of player. I mean, he just was like a rocket when he took off. Like so, he 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 was put he put his his whole body be on the line in every in every contest. You know, John, what was your uh, relationship with Paddy like? Ah, it was very good. It was very good. I mean, I was in Dubai with him on an All Star trip. Uh, and I would have would have uh, obviously met him on the we were in national games, you know, uh, in the time maybe when Kerry wouldn't be taking the league altogether as serious that time when you'd have three games before Christmas and stuff. So I, I got to know Paddy very well, and and uh, uh, we had a, let's say we had a good five days together in in. Uh, um, in the in the All Stars trip in Dubai, and must be the year after it would be. Uh, so, uh, we, we, Paddy kind of 
when we when we, when the plane touched down, he said, "You know, obviously that All Star trip is just, it's a great occasion for players to intermingle and mix and so on." So you had you had all of that, but it's it's more social and exhibition stuff, and there's a good week to be had in, in it anyway. So uh, Paddy kind of said to me when we when we touched down, he says, "John, you, like it was the 2000 and maybe one All Stars and the 2000 and uh, the 2000 All Stars playing each other, if you know what I mean." So uh, Paddy was suggesting to me that I pick both teams. He he had a bit of. A bit, a bit of socialising to do. But, uh, I don't know. We got on very well. And look at my only regret is if that he was taken too soon because who's the and Johnny had known better than I did. But I knew him. We we always uh, we always uh, got on well, and he'd always have the few yarns and whatever. So he was he was a great guy and left us too soon. I was saying, John, if you were with Paddy for five days in Dubai, you needed another holiday. <laughs> Oh no, those. Oh, I remember. Yeah, there was, there was a few. Uh, there was, I think it was the air cell or something. Was the uh, where the the sponsors at the time. So Potty was sent to me. Now, I I think they was the CEO or someone of the company was there. So Potty was he was organising that he'd get two phones for us. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was he was in character, right? Now, to be fair to me, yeah, he, yeah. he 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 knocked some uh, out of. Years he was here, he knocked some value out of this. See, he, he oh, enjoys yeah. himself. Oh, yeah, a great guy, great guy. Johnny, he was always, always under a bit of pressure, as any Kerry man is, to deliver all Ireland's. And like, reading back now, it's incredible the things that have been said around the time, like that, you know, he was picking the nephews. Did they all deserve to be in the team? And now, now, now we look at them as three of the greatest players of all time, and there was too many lads from on Gale tucked in the team. What are your memories of that and, and how he dealt with it at that time? Because we were still probably a few years away from the sort of well-known outburst about the Kerry fans. Yeah, that's right. And, and of course, like every manager, um, you know, there's, there's, there's huge pressure on, and particularly, I think, down in Kerry, there's huge focus on the manager and, and he's not picking the right fellas and this fella should be here that it's all fine when you're winning but if there's any slack off at all as jack o'connor will know after you know next sunday like there's no emergency down here and the party of course after we had been beaten the tour before we had got the win in 97 and there was a bit of pressure coming on because dara would be established moss was coming on he was getting established and mark was maybe a year still to down the line but and the, the Gaeltacht were really strong at the time. Uh, they were, I think the first county championship they won was 0-1 and they won again in 0-3. So they, they had a fabulous team at the time. But, of course, there's certain heat in command from maybe the East Kerry side to, towards West and there's too many demand and they're winning nothing. They've no county championship won. But in fairness to the party, he dealt with it well. And I remember the story, you probably heard maybe where he came down some night we were in the hotel and came down the Sunday morning and the Gaeltacht lads, maybe four or five, were chatting together and, Paddy let out a roar to Leslie straight out. Jesus Christ, they'll be out talking about us all day. So, no, but uh, he was a pure character in the way he'd come across and stuff. But, like, there's no doubt Paddy did feel the pressure, as every Kerry manager does down here, if, if you're not winning. Like, the Kerry don't hit, they expect to win four or five in a row down here. That's the the way, that's the nature of it, like. And, you know, obviously, look, you can be sure the supporters are full of confidence going up Sunday coming. But um, it's it, we still have it all to do. Um, it's not like we won the last three All Irelands, and there's no All Ireland that's won easy, and yeah. Just one more on Paulie, Johnny. Like we've heard there to the two sides, like the intense competitor on one side who had such a ferocious will to win, and then on the other side, someone who could let the hair down, who just absolutely loved the crack. 
when you went into training, when you were around him, did you always know which party you were getting? What sort of mood he was in? Uh, he, he was he was funny because, John, I know, do you remember we used to have the league pre-Christmas that time? So, Paul, you could get pre-Christmas, it'd be more relaxed. And, and he'd, he'd, like John there, he'd let the selectors run a lot of it and he'd step back as small and analyze it. And, but once once we went into championship training, say maybe mid-March or early March, Paul, that was a different party altogether then. It was full focus and half the messing and the crack was gone and it, it was full tilt for championship with, with eye completely on the ball. And uh, he, he, like he, you would come across a lot of managers in your time playing and stuff, but Paddy was absolutely superb in the dressing room to give the talk before the game. He didn't speak at half time. He, he was top class at that. Even the hairs in the back of your neck going like, you know, and Paddy wouldn't claim to be the, the greatest tactician of all time, but a good lads around him for that. He brought in Jack O'Connor as a selector and that took a care of a lot of that side of stuff. But, like he he was a man you would play for, you know, and you, like you you were certainly going out of that dressing room ready to go and hit the ground running. And it, I think a lot of it that's why we started so well in a lot of the games. We, we I remember the semi final against Armagh, we took off very similar to the Galway game. We would up seven or eight points in that game as well. But we seemed to get tagged back all the time just before half time. And then we were in the voice. But no, he was he was certainly was a brilliant man and the Westmead lads would say the same. Like he was superb man. Once Paul he was in full focus, he was top class. He was a he was a huge character. Another memory I remember of the that all star trip. I was I said to him as we were getting on the plane coming back, I said, I hope I can sleep on the plane now because I think we had I think I had training with the Galway lads that morning or you know, it was in January or whatever. But um uh, he, he says, I have, a, I have a tablet here, a sleeping tablet. He says, and it's a good one. So he gave me this sleeping tablet anyway. It must be an extra powerful one because it knocked me out for the whole flight. We were going from Dubai to, to Heathrow and I must have got out. We got out, had to change flight in Heathrow, but I, I must have sat down again on a kind of a couch in the airport at Heathrow and fallen asleep on it again. And the next thing I heard this guy tapping, tapping me on the shoulder, waking me up and I jumped up. It was a, it was a guy from Ackill, County Mayo, who was working at the airport. And I knew that I maybe should be going on a flight. So Paddy had extra strong sleeping tablets. And it's my memory of that. Yeah. He hated Paul, he hated flying. That was one thing. And the boys just not fierce crack out of that didn't like drunk and messing with him, like slagging him mad and you know, we're going here, Paddy, we do come, we're going up in the chopper, we're going and, like and Paddy hated it like but he, he still went though. <laughs> I bet you did. <laughs> uh, looking at the replay then and uh Kerry were unchanged, but Galway Hey, remind me, John, what happened. So Ray Silk went out of the side. Richie Fahey came in. Was that an injury? Was that a tactical decision? It's obviously a huge. Uh, your captain from '98 not starting. Well, it was, but look at it was at that at that stage. Um, Declan Meehan had taken over, which was Ray's position at wing back, and Ray then played played at cornerback, but was substituted. Richie had been knocking on the door. To be honest, uh, those those you know from '98 on, and and obviously Mayo beat us in 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 '99, and we obviously had to shake up the thing a bit. And anyway, that was the that yeah Ray was was left out for for the I suppose he was more a natural wing half back than a full back. And Richie came in there and and uh, made it his own and and retained it obviously for the following year. Uh, but I suppose it was the 
you know, the, the, the key things of that were the Fallon and, and Mannion missing from our defence and then Kevin Walsh's injury uh, when he when he did start the replay as well. So that was a kind of... A, and actually, for that final as well, um, Paul Joyce had a virus after we beat Kildare, a, a bad flu virus. And I remember ringing up Sean Boylan and going up and getting a portion for, for Porrick. Uh, because he 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 had done very he had done very little training between the semi final and final you know with the, because of the he was he was so weak with with that and uh, he came I came with this portion to him anyway so I, I I'm not sure that it was it it was uh, appetizing to the palate but I says look we'd get it down you anyway but he he managed to obviously to play but we had there was all kinds of things. You know, surrounding sometimes when it rains it pours, but uh, it was great that he was able to play. But it it, it wasn't the the lead in to a to an All Ireland final that you that you would wish. You know, I don't think we've won, done one of these on an All Ireland final for the past 30, 40 years, John, where somebody hasn't been down in Sean Boylan's house two days beforehand getting a potion. Yeah, and Sean was always great in that. You know, he 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 he'd he'd do whatever he could you know in in that for you like it's what like that that, like when you think of it and and those years as well like you had you had three years or is it six years you had mead 96 Kerry 97 galway 98 mead 99 uh Kerry 2000 and galway 2001 you had six years in a row of kind of keeping it between two to a piece if you like and uh like we were, you know, r- real rivals on the field. But you, the great thing about the J is that, you know, when the game is over, it's over, and we're all we're all sport is a is a great uniter as well. You know. So. Yeah. If there's a moment that does stand the test of time, John, from those two games, it is Declan Meehan's goal that you could still sit down and watch it back twenty times in a row and pick out another part of the movement as the ball went from one end of the pitch to the other. Uh, what What are your memories of it at the time and? Did you appreciate oh, at the time just how good it was? Like, is that if you were to condense your managerial career and what you wanted your team to do on the football pitch, is that it in the space of thirty seconds? Oh, it was yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's, it's, I see it being played this week as well, a fair bit, and it crops up on my phone and so on. The the and actually at a at a function a couple of a few weeks ago, I was talk, I was sitting beside Paul Clancy who was involved in that. Paul Clancy and Declan were really, really good friends when we were, you know, they'd be rooming together on holidays and weekends and so on. So I reckon it was just a telepathy between them because that ball came right from the back. I think Kevin Walsh was Michael Donlan involved in it and mm, Porrick Joyce. Porrick Joyce. Gave, Joyce gave the pass to, to Clancy, I think, wasn't it? And Clancy didn't look like it was just over the shoulder. It was like he knew where Dick, it was like they had... They had dreamt about it or planned it together, you know. But and Declan didn't have to have have to uh, check his stride even, uh, and it, it ended up in the net. I suppose the only thing it was after four, three or four minutes, uh, or five minutes maybe it was in the final. I'm not sure the exact timing, but it would be it would be even even better if it had hmm. come with maybe ten minutes to go. But sure, we we have to take it whenever it came anyway. You I know, thought you were gonna just take all the credit there, John, and say actually it was straight off the training ground, something I had planned oh, yeah, on the yeah, Thursday yeah, night. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I still have yeah that training session that we did, yeah. No, it was it was look at the, the, the thing about and Johnny'll know this, like when you're playing four or five six years together, 
you you uh, there is a telepathic understanding between players, and that's why I had always you know when you like the first year you win you want to be if there's changes to be made you you make them or whatever but. At the latter of stages, you'd always say to lads, "Look at, you know, the Porik could come out to centre forward, or, 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 or in in the in the old one final, we we played Porik in the corner and put Derek Savage in and Darren Fay to try and confuse me a little bit. But they, you know, you, you'd give them the latitude to to do their own things because you knew that they were they were such good footballers that you trust them to kind of shake it up a bit and interchange positions themselves. You know, Johnny, you'd want to. Those days that forwards dream about was it sixteen seconds in first point? Yeah, and the replay. Um, I remember I had been substituted in the first game. With, I don't know, maybe 10, 12 minutes to go, and Morris Fitz came on for me. Obviously, a brilliant man to come on in any game, and and you would see you hope that he he'd see us over the line. But you know, Morris ended up kind of going in corner forward the first end. But I'm sorry, and you're, you're back um, with us, yeah. Perfect. So in the, the second day, I'd say even the selectors, when they looked at it again, they said, look, we need to get Morris in earlier anyway today. And yeah, the first, I remember Dean Hassett got on a breaking ball from midfield and just launched it long. And I managed to get out in front of Thomas Meehan and, and just hit it first time. But uh, it was a great start. And it's a great way to start in All-Ireland in seconds you straight away. But like John alluded to there with the goal, I think it was six minutes. And that was an awesome goal. Um, I, I honestly could have had a great view of it being because it worked up from the 21 on our side. Yeah, yeah. But it was a phenomenal goal, and the finish was technically was was looking at it going in. He didn't even put, he couldn't go near it. It was so good. But like John said, it was just too early for Galway. Um, there was a roar from the crowd. It looked like we set up, but we had plenty of time to recover. That was the big thing. But when you concede a goal early. I remember yeah. that to me yeah. on all four as well. I think it was Alan Dillon got the goal, if I remember right. But there wasn't panic because we knew we'd still plenty of time. Morris Fitz was sort of coming towards the end of his career and he got, what, 10 minutes, just say, in the first game. I think he came on after about half an hour in the second match, played in quite a deep-lying role, almost a quarterback role. How good was he still around them, both as a personality around the place, knowing that you've got him on your side, but also in terms of his just pure skill levels? Yeah. And Morris was actually Morris was a massive player for us, and he was huge in the dressing room. He um, he was brilliant with all the lads, even though he wasn't starting in the team, which was obviously a huge disappointment at the time. But he, Morris never let it get to him. He was great. He would be great friends with all of us. Still is, and he was very positive around. And I think we got him on earlier. Noel Canelli was unlucky because he was the one marking. Um, Meehan, who came forward for the goal, and it was just one of those things as a wing forward, he could do nothing about because it was just perfect, everything moving along was ideal. So Noel kind of ended up being the fall guy a little bit, and Morris came on after 20 minutes, 22 minutes that day, and it actually benefited us because he played a role around the middle of the field, it was like a third midfielder, and Morris, even though he got declared the year in 97 for being corner forward, but... So I think Morris is better where he was on more ball and it was a bit looser and sure we were getting great ball off him going to the full forward line. Once you could get Morris on, he'd both feet and he was a superb passer of the ball as well. Were you robbed of an all-star? Sorry? Were you robbed of an all-star that year? Uh, sure, no, all-stars, as John would well know, you know, it's completely, you know, depending on how the year goes and... Like certain, you'll get a certain amount by winning the All Ireland. The, the second team will get a certain amount. Look, it was one of those things. To be honest with you, any player loves to win an All Star, but I was fortunate enough to get one the following year. So you know, sure you'd love, you know, if you four, you want five. If you seven, you want eight. So 
you're not, you, you know, you, you always want more. Yeah. I mean, that's what that's what keeps guys going. That's the hunger every year, like, you know, but, you know, look, you, you just drive on. Like, there's no doubt, yeah, I was disappointed, I suppose, at the end of the year, but in hindsight, it drove me on for a one, to be totally honest with you. Uh, in terms of driving on, John, how much of uh, 2001 was because of 2000 and wanting to raise the hurt that you suffered? Well, look at it. Was we went through a, a winter of kind of mulling over the thing. Like I, 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 I was. I remember when we came back after the 2000 final. You know, the homecoming, and you you want to do it for your supporters, but it's the last place you want to be in a way. I remember we went into Tume Stadium, and uh, uh, there was a big crowd to greet us and the whole lot, and and. Uh, I was wondering, like myself, I was I was wondering out. I was talking to the chairman that night, and I says, "I know I had another, I had another maybe year to go at that stage," and I said to him, "I'm not sure. Like I, I wanted, to, like these lads had won all Ireland, they had all stars players here and stuff, and I said, I wonder can we do it?" And the chairman and Fernand Pat Egan, who came to me, and he said, "Look, we'll give you a." Big holiday this year, and and we get it back together. He was encouraged me to stay around, and we went to Cape Town in South Africa and Sun City for ten or fourteen days at the time. And I told them when when we when we went on that holiday, I said we won't talk football, but we will have a meeting before we before we leave to come home. And we had a meeting out in 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 a heat wave in in in, in Cape Town, I think, and. Um, uh, I, I I came away from that holiday very happy that yes that the the, the engines were recharged and even though we went through a, a roller coaster year losing to the year of the foot and mouth we lost to Mayo in the league final by we didn't plan to be in a league final but we got there uh, by a point we were Roscommon beat us well in the Connex semi final we had to go on the it was the first year of the back door and. Uh, but thankfully, it ended up with us winning the All-Ireland by nine points against Mead. And I'd say, to be honest, one of the big things that, that was a disadvantage to Mead going into that final was was because they had beaten Johnny or Johnny Kerry by 15 points in the semi-final. And it, Sean Boylan would have said to me afterwards like that he found it hard to get the Mead boys back on, on, on an even keel after that. And they were overwhelming favourites uh, in that game. And we were we loved that because I knew that we we were had got a whole lot of fellas back from injury. Paul Clancy, Derek Savage, and just coming together at the right time, we had pipped our ma by a point, and and it just came together for us. And uh, Porrick Joyce, I must say, I think he scored nine points in the second half or ten points altogether that day, and and he could lose. So yes, it was uh, it was. Once we, and I suppose we'd have always have said maybe if we had won the 2000, we mightn't have won 2001, but we'd like to think maybe that we, that the team was good enough to get the third one, you know. But anyway, that's, that's, that's history now and it's great to have the, have the two of them. And uh, like all winning teams, uh, you know, they were a great bunch and it was a privilege to, to manage them. Yeah, a brilliant team, no doubt about that. Johnny, looking ahead to Sunday then, uh, from way back when, at the start of this year, when we knew it would be the Munster champions against the Leinster champions have all worked out and it would be Dublin against Kerry in an All-Ireland semi-final, we knew whoever won that game would be going into the All-Ireland final as overwhelming favourites. And there does seem to be a real sense that you know this could be the start of something very special for Kerry 
over the next few years. Is there any possibility of a bit of overconfidence creeping in? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure the, the, the squad and the players are well insulated from all that. Jack's been around too long. He's had enough. He's, he's had good days, but he's had plenty of bad days as well. And he, he's well experienced. So, look, I mean, around the usual chit-chat around the, the street corners of the shops and stuff. Yeah, there's plenty of confidence. But that would be a regular thing pretty much down here anyway. So, I take no notice to that. But... It's 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 a tricky one because I mean I just seen there like carrier ten to three on or something like that or three to one on. It's it's the odds are very much just like John said there. It's a bit like the old one when Galway were not going to get in against me. Now the one difference there is that was an established Galway team who had an All Ireland uh, behind them. Uh, this is a new Galway team coming in, but like Paul Joyce is a confidence man. He he laid out his stall straight away saying, this team is here to win in All-Ireland. I'm not here to make them competitive or to make up the numbers or to win a comic title. He, he said exactly what he was looking for from the start. I think Galway, Galway certainly have a chance coming up. Kerry have last All-Ireland 14. It's been, that's eight years ago. None of them, I think there's about three of those players of All-Ireland medals. So they have it all to do. Um, you, you have to produce the goods on the day. Um, Galway will need goals. That's my feeling. Uh, Kerry defence has been very good all along up to now. They couldn't do anything about Carmel Costello's goal the last day. That was just a, a brilliant goal. So I think it'll come down to that. But if Galway do get two goals, I'd give them a right shout in the game. John, both sides not afraid to set up from the back and get plenty of men back and then go on the counter-attack. Do you expect, I think you touched on it right at the start, do, do, do you fear even that it could be a, a dour enough game? Well, I, I just feel, I, I suppose... I think that I think Galway have a chance to be honest, uh, because the, the history of Galway traditionally, even the three in a row team and our teams back in the the late late nineties and early noughties, uh, always kind of didn't set the world alight, maybe in the province or whatever, and then got a second wind when they went to go park. I think the, the turning point for this Galway team was against Armagh in extra time when, when in fact, if any team was to be distracted after losing a six-point lead, uh, it was Galway and the momentum was with, with Armagh. But Galway came out with the kind of nerves of steel, really. And, you know, for for to win an All-Ireland, you need certain players or unknown players to come out of the woodwork. Like, And Killian McDade was a player from midfield that day that came out. Like, Galway were after conceding three soft goals, really. Like, And that would be the killing of some teams. But instead of, instead of in his, in Killian's case, and I saw him starting that run that particular day from around the middle of the field, uh, he, he, he was saying to himself, you know, Normally, you might be saying, well, it's not our day. We've conceded three soft goals. It's all the rest of it. He was basically saying to himself, what can I do about this? And, and you know, he, he ran with purpose and he put it away. So I think that, um, look at what, what, what Galway need to do. They need to play to their maximum, uh, but they do imp- tend to improve in every game. I think they, they handle Derry very well. Uh, they did play the cat and mouse game and they're going to have to do it to a certain extent, I'd say, early on because, I mean, the three elephants in the room, if you like, are, are David Clifford, Paddy Clifford and, and Sean O'Shea and even even the other forwards, like, it could, the threats come from all kinds of places. But if Galway can kind of keep contain them, stay in the game and are in the game going down the stretch, if you like, uh, 
I think that they 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 they, they have a chance. Like and and uh, I think it'll be a great match. To be honest, uh, the you know the only danger is is if that Kerry if if Kerry got the wind in their sails very early, uh, then and Galway were playing catch up, then it's you know it's it's going along the. The the, the 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 roof maybe that the bookies have it at the minute, but I yeah. think like three three to one on and three to one against is a crazy and a two horse race, and I think it'll suit Galway down to the ground. But let let let's see. I mean, you have you have a real there'll be a great battle around the middle of the field. You have I think Galway to be honest have a better forward line than Dublin had without Conor Callaghan and and. Uh, you know, from a scoring point of view, like um, Damien Comer and Shane Walsh, obviously, but Matthew Tierney came back. To, he had a poor enough kind of championship, but he came back to life in that Armagh game. And then you have Rob Fernerty, who can win with a, few, a good few, you know, a few scores as well. So look at it. It'll be. A, I'm really looking forward to it to see how it'll unfold. And and I suppose then there's always the possibility of something happening that we can't predict if we were here until Sunday talking about it because it, whether it's a black card or an injury or rescinding off or whatever it might be could could tilt it one way or the other so it'll be it'll be it'll be I think it could be an All-Ireland for the ages to be honest Right and much like 1998 John we might get to see every little detail uh, Port Joyce was saying during the week the Pat Comer has been in with them uh, throughout the season he's had the video camera in hand we might get another year till Sunday well, that's I see that's been mentioned, and obviously he I I I know he's doing a lot of the motivational videos and all that stuff mm. with them. I, I'm not privy. I haven't talked to him for a while, but he no better man because he he can do a brilliant job on it. But uh, yeah, I'd love if there was a sequel. Yeah, uh, is it one of those things you look back on and go, "Geez, thank God he had that camera." Actually, now you can look back a quarter of a century on, and I think it it, it added to people's affection for that group as well. Ah, it did because it look at it was it could be any team, you know. It was I mean, you, like all of us since a young lad going to All Ireland, you always would wonder what it's like behind the scenes or supporters would, and and it could be any team, and it was it was brilliant, and it was Pat the way that he put it, that the way that he put it all together, and the fact that we were we weren't conscious of the cameras being there at all, really, uh, and and I know that he has. He has, a, he has a, I think he had 80 hours of, of, of footage that time. So there was even, there was a, maybe a few secrets kept, but not too many. And uh, You can tell us it, now, there's a statute of limitations on this, John. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there'd be, there'd be some things that would be, be good fun, all right, to see. But uh, yeah, it would be great to, to, to see it. The only thing, at least now he's not sub-goalie. He was sub-goalie in 98. <laughs> yeah. He had the camera in the dugout with him. And if, if Martin Mac got, McNamara got injured or, or whatever, he, he'd, he'd have to be it out and go into goals. And someone said, sure, he'd, if he was in goals, he'd have brought the camera into the goals with him as well. So... Uh, uh, you know, it, 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 that was the scary aspect of it. But no, it was it was a brilliant thing put together. And if there's a sequel, then I'll enjoy it just as much. John, great stuff as always. Johnny, enjoy the weekend. No bother. Thanks, Nathan. We will do. It'll be very interesting. We'll see how it goes. Johnny Crowley Thanks, there. Thanks, John. John O'Mahony ahead of Sunday's All-Ireland Football Final and all our Gaelic football and off the ball is in partnership with AIB, proud sponsors of the GEA Senior Football Championship. You can check out hashtag the toughest for more. Gaelic football on Off The Ball With AIB, proud sponsors of the GAA Senior Football Championship Check out hashtag the toughest for more